joined back for this time the theory of form. In addition to that is appearance and reality. And in addition to that, we also have the words of Aristotle. Because of course, we cannot discuss philosophy without at least glancing over one of the world renowned greats. So Aristotle is a naturalist and the precursor or possibly creator of the natural sciences. He divided uh, the various information within philosophy into separate subjects, and then those subjects branched out and became their own things in this upper guard. And uh, he comes to with reality consists of natural worlds. Of course, use the word naturalist. And everything follows committed and discernible laws. He was convinced that things were not simply metaphysical, so as you might say. Uh, so he says, sorry, not insane, but naturalism denies separate reality. He believed, unlike his teacher, that everything was one world and that humans are part of the natural order. Thus, we behaved around fixed laws and principles, which is something you can see in psychology today. They've taken up this philosophy, as it, and they also have the belief that when you give, they give you drugs, you can stimulate certain parts of the brain, and that will be will give out a certain reaction. So that is a result of psychology's beginnings. Uh, to have a clear understanding of natural and the laws is to understand human behavior and reasoning. He posited that knowledge was observable facts of life collected by scientific methods. Not speculation, transcendental, or rationalistic schemes. And he didn't say this, perhaps, uh, by his own lips, but looking back on his work, this is something apparent. Uh, so, of course, uh, there's appearance and reality, which comes with the, the, the problem of explaining change. If x changes to y, then x is both x and y. Then if x is y, then x cannot have said to become, become or change into y. Thus, there is no difference between x and y. To put this in easier terms, um, an acorn grows into a tree. An acorn is a tree, but if an acorn is a tree, then it always was a tree and never was an acorn. Hence, if it never changed, it, there wouldn't be any discernible difference between the two of them. Uh, that's what that problem is getting at. Moving into the whole idea of appearance and reality. Because, well, you're dealing with the appearances of things in our own reality. It's that things change, things morph, okay? And they do not stay static the entire time. Uh, change is also how we perceive the entire world. Um, Aristotle. 
can we have the forms, which where you have the world of the forms, which are this unchanging world, and then the world that we live in is the world of being, or the world of becoming, where things more change, shift, become old, uh, die, etc., etc., but ought to combine and extract uh, the portion of his his mentor's teachings and apply it to his own theory. So the Aristotelian form says that form can be abstracted from matter in thought, but cannot exist independent of matter. So a cube can be made out of wood, but cannot extract the cubeness from the wood. No matter what you do, that piece of wood, unless you destroy it, will be a cube. It will not develop into a puddle if you somehow, if you try to extract the edges from it. Uh, matter in Greek comes from the root word hyle, and matter has no distinct characteristics until form is imparted in, into it or inherent form becomes actualized. Individual things are formed matter. And is also the belief that nature is purposeful. Form is just a medium for it to project onto. Uh, appearance and reality for Aristotle is form and matter. And those two things are inseparable in reality but can only be bifurcated in mind. And naturalist, he believed that the world was mono, was mono, theistic, uh, that the world was a singular world. Uh, there was no duality and everything was a physical object. And the physical world was made up of its attributes, which were, like I said, form and matter. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.